Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. It's certainly powered by Media Stable and it's also powered by the Experts Registry. Hello, Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Got a program director, executive producer, radio. So a bit nervous here at the moment. I so, know Lana. we're not technically trained in this uh, in this podcasting department, are we? This is the person that makes all the decisions, like what goes on radio here in Perth, Western I know. Australia. Exciting! It's very, very exciting. Emily White, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Is this normal for you to be behind the microphone? Definitely not. No, no. never had any ambitions to. Look, I, when I started doing journalism, I always thought that I would go into TV journalism. You know, you'd be a TV reporter, there were bright lights, that sort of thing. And then ended up in radio doing um, some just sort of work experience and work placement in the newsroom at 6PR. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So that's where I started. I did start behind the mic. I'm far more comfortable behind the glass or behind a computer screen not linked to a microphone because certain <laughs> things go wrong when mics are on air. Uh, but yeah, no, so here we are. You are. And, and it's a, a particularly, I, I'm, well, we're very fortunate to have you here. We I, are. I, I think it's it's one of those things, if you're going to talk about the hardest working people yep. in media. It made me blush, guys. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the people it's all that, that are working around you, the people that are, but it is you because you've got to make those kind of decisions, particularly at this time of the year. Now, I think just to, to just to lay it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, a bit of context. Uh, yeah, November is a busy period for the media because it's what they're planning for twenty the year following. So in this case, for 2020, a COVID year, uh, what the plans are for 2021. So it gets very busy in November and December. What's it been like for you, Em? Because it's uh, it's there's a few changes just happening just at six pm. Just, just a few small things, exactly. That might be our theme song next year. I think it has been. Oh, like everyone says, a year like no other. I mean, it has been mental. Yeah. Throw into that, we've obviously had now 12 months of ownership under nine, which yep. has been fantastic. Ah. But it's a big learning curve for everybody and it's a big adjustment from the way that we kind of had operated and run ourselves previously. Um, you may have heard that we've got a different breakfast show, a different morning show, a different we have afternoon heard. show next year. So kind of, I guess, working through, uh, obviously, the reviews of all the shows for, from 2020, what we've done, what works, what doesn't work, and how we're moving forward next year, which is super exciting from our point of view. I mean, we are absolutely pumped to just yeah. kind of really refocus the station and harness the stuff that we do well, which is, you know, local life, news, traffic, weather, sport. It's all the stuff that 6PR has been known for, and we'll just be stronger than ever. So you, you started off as an EP for the breakfast program. You, you worked with Millsy and Bates. Were you doing anything before then? What was, what was Yes, I started off in the newsroom. So the newsroom. reporting, and that was when 6PR and 96FM were still under the same banner. We were gotcha. owned by the same people. So that was a bit of, you know, you still had the FM and the AM side that you would newsread or report for. Yeah. Uh, then I moved to the assistant producing role when Millsy was just doing Brecky by himself um, with Carly, then Angel. Oh, no, she was Carly. Yeah, Carly Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's married by then, I think. Um 
And then moved into the EP role when she left and just loved it. Like, I just love the the immediacy of radio. Ah. There's something different every day. You know, it's really just the interaction with, obviously, your presenters, with the listeners. Um, the fact that you could have, you know, something perfectly planned and it looks like an amazing show and then, you know, a, a bomb <laughs> goes off in London or something happens and you just throw all that out the window and you run with it. So I love that kind of it's something different every day. I love being across the news. Now you, you started, you know, as as a, a, a woman in media, then married, got children along the way. So you're a working mum, bit like mm. Alani, Lana Hill, working <laughs> mum expert registry. Very good. And look, we look like we've got it together today, right? But oh. it doesn't always look like that. <laughs> you got to be good at pretending you got it together, don't you? <laughs> sure do. But you are highly organised, and you are the ones that bring it all together. What's that, what's that been? like to you know raise a family within yeah. the circuits the circus that is media I mean yeah. you know like you said it can be one up there and uh, up there in the lights uh, one moment and you know you're changing everything at the flip of a coin yeah and it, it's been it's been fantastic but it's also been challenging I think doing breakfast obviously you have to have a supportive partner my husband to help out so when I was still doing brekkie and I only took six months off when I had my first yeah. little girl Izzy who's almost five um and the brekkie hours worked well, oddly enough, is that in that that I, I wasn't there when she obviously woke up and had to go to daycare or whatever it was, but I didn't have to, you know, put her in daycare five days a week sure. till five o'clock. I could still spend, you know, sort of like the latter half of the day with her, which was really nice. I think that kind of takes the, the mum guilt away from it a little yeah. bit, which we all get. Is there a bit of that mum guilt? The question to you oh, both. Oh, it's real. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. And work was always my baby before. You know, you'd just yeah. dedicate <laughs> all your energy into that and then all of a sudden you have a real baby to did dedicate I? your energy to. Yeah, did so I? So it's trying to find that balance, which is tricky, really we, tricky. We had Saskia Locious on the show a couple of weeks ago and we did talk about – and by the way, I got a Good pronunciation. Wrong. Thank you. I just, wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to see Saskia Locious again. Amazing. It's, it's, it's just an, You've come a long way, yeah. Nikkei. White is much easier. White. God, I was so pleased to see you on my running sheet. It was just white. Get it right. Um, but uh, when she became a mum, her – attitude and also to become a better journalist because her empathy mm. was far more uh, progressed. It was able to go away and understand stories from a different perspective. Have you found that with your with the yeah, media that you work Absolutely, in? absolutely. And I think it's um it's funny because you probably a lot of us in the media are probably deemed hard asses to an extent. <laughs> Just you a know, little. we can be a bit cynical, we can be pretty, you know, tough. It's a, it's you know, the content that you're dealing with day to day can be pretty brutal. So you do kind of develop these, I guess, walls and kind of filters to an extent. But that is a perception though, isn't it? It's a perception that's out there, but not necessarily driven by you. It's just the person at the other receiving end has built that up. I yeah. believe that. Just because someone doesn't get back to you straight away or just because they've, you know, they might not have found your piece that exciting mm. that they haven't gone with it. We're just really busy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Do you, think really, do you think the meet the media might have just sort of – I think that when you go to one of those events, you start to understand what is really going on behind the scenes of media. Mm. You get to understand the cycle and that it's, you know, you're dealing with 200, 300 different issues a day. Yeah, and it's still trying to do that, that mum stuff in between and that kind of thing as well, you know. I think um, having people like, uh, you know, Gareth Park as a, a sort of a new time or first time dad, Oliver Peterson, the same, you know, the kind of their, their scope of what interests them a bit more or, or how it affects people is definitely different after you become a parent. Yeah. yeah. I think that absolutely hits home and, you know, with the COVID stuff that we've experienced this year, you know, that kind of being separated, you know, your grandkids or your, your child being away from their grandparents and that kind of stuff, that really hits home and that they've both experienced that. So it definitely affects the way we, we view news, what we're interested in, how we cover it. It's really important. 
Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's um, and also to the progression that the, the the actual presenters on radio have changed and are yep. changing and everything along those lines. Talk to me a little bit about the pressure though, because I think you know as program director there and in your role as an executive producer, pretty much the person that the 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 whole radio station looks to for leadership. How much is that pressure? But oh, <laughs> thanks, well, Nick. Now, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, but but you, I, do you but do you feel that? Do you yeah. feel that at all? Because it, it, that is what it is, isn't it? It's yeah. I mean, I think I always just you know you wake up every day and you do the best job that you can, and that's all I can kind of deliver to my guys is promise that I put in the best effort that I can for them, and I'll always fight for programming. Um, the pressure is big. The pressure as a producer is big in, you know, those mm. time constraints and trying to get the right talent and, you know, get that interview and get the person that no one else has got. You know, you kind of have that sort of pressure. Um, the pressure being content manager now is, you know, making sure I'm supporting the team yep. um, and making sure that they, you know, feel like they're really kind of being supported. You know, obviously there's as media has sort of developed over the years, there's kind of been less resources put into it, you know, so there's yeah. kind of less help on the ground here. So I, I'm that that voice for them, you know, to pass up the chain. We're lucky now with Nine Radio and the guys that um, are running it, Tom Malone and Greg Burns, um, they see the benefit of local and they see that as a real strength that we have and there's been more investment in people locally, mm. which is so important Hooray. because otherwise we lose our voice. Yeah. And when we have that time difference of two and three hours and that, you know, that that huge hard or controlled border as it may be, you know, it does make a difference. Yeah. So it's really important to have that, that, that kind of support locally. So hopefully I do that for my team. I think you do. And and I love the fact that, you know, local's everything. Local is the, the – it's the key, Lana, behind all media because we saw what happened with the ABC and its lineup mm. and how they tried to not necessarily nationalise it but put a few too many national programs through, yep. peppered through their, their supposed local, local program. It doesn't work. Local's everything. Oh, it is, yeah. And I think particularly in radio and I think even more so now after, you know, the 2020 and, and COVID, it's – it's everything has become hyper local, mm. I think, and people obviously travel. I think will be, continue to be quite restricted. We're more engaged with our, you know, the immediate world around Absolutely. us. So obviously, radio has to reflect that. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, in the changeover, obviously you mentioned the lineup, you know, of some very well, you know, established and loved um, partnerships. Obviously, Baz and Millsy, mm-hmm. and and the shifting around of the um, of the presenters. How's the feedback been? Has has it, has it made you feel really excited about what's coming in the new year or has it been a bit mixed? Yeah, a bit of both, I think. You know, I think it's so exciting for us to be able to refocus on that that new strength that we have. Um, Gareth's obviously, you know, he's been a, a leading political great, reporter in the town great for year. God knows how long. So yep. to get him into the brekkie shift is going to be really great. Obviously, Baz, when he went to run for Lord Mayor, you know, had the chat with the powers yes. that be and it just wasn't that if he did become Lord Mayor, that's just not compatible with what we do. You know, we're about obviously making sure we keep people to account. And when Baz is obviously part of that kind of, you know, top end of town kind of thing, it makes it really difficult and it puts him yeah. in a really difficult position. Um, so so that was, you know, and we wish him the best in, in his future endeavours, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure he'll be popping up on the radio as Lord Mayor at some time, well, whether it's with Gareth interviewing him or Liam, for that matter. Well, he's, he's at a 90, 92.9, isn't he? He's at Triple M. He's at Triple M. Yeah. And, gee, that was the biggest surprise of the year that came out. Uh, but you know what? You know what? We, 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 we sort of go down that space. But I think, you know, just to talk about the feedback that comes with it, because yeah. social media is, is so full of delightful people that <laughs> fill content up with just can joy you tell me and what happiness. Media you're on? Uh, <laughs> where, where is that? Well, I, I wasn't really being serious, but <laughs> audiences don't like change that Ch- much. No, change is really difficult because I think 
you know, people get used to – it's it's a habit. You know, yeah. talk radio is a habit. Well, that's mm. why we do, you know, the $1,000 minute at 25 past seven. Every every year we do the rumour file out of seven o'clock. Those things are still staying. Can yes. I just add that? Good. <laughs> um, My favourites. It's, it's, you know, people um, – get they judge their how late they're running for work by what we're doing on on radio yes. you know where they're up to am i have i cooked dinner i'm like wow. you know to pick the kids up because ollie's already done you know sport with brad hardy or whatever it might be it's really appointment radio it becomes part of your life and how you run your life so when we do change there is definitely there's definitely kickback and there's definitely opinion but i think people will love what they hear next year they will absolutely love it you know yeah. it will give gareth a chance to show a bit more of his personality you know he's got to be that punchy brecky guy um but he He's still got all the kind of hard-hitting stories and, you know, kind of news-breaking and news angles that he'll have from mornings. Liam Bartlett, I mean, you know, 60 minutes extraordinaire. I call him Ron Burgundy. It, he's, he's kind <laughs> of an important... He might take offence to that. Would he? Well, he's, he's a kind of a big deal. He's, he's in, a big deal. He is important. And I, I say that with... A, <laughs> and actually, oh God, I've mentioned it twice on your radio station then because my little crosses to Tony Mack. I, Whoops. Well, I've just described him as the Ron Burgundy because he is a big deal. And, and of all the people in media, you would have to say, um, and particularly if you want to talk media uh, royalty, mm. I don't think you get bigger than Liam mm. Bartlett here in Western Australia, if not nationally, because he's just got that pedigree behind him. Um, What's it like dealing with the egos, though, of those (laughs) that maybe or may not know that they do have uh, that kind of prominence and that kind of, you know, uh, kind of a big deal? This is being recorded, isn't (laughs) it? This is being recorded. uh, And and can I assure you, Liam is one of our number one fans. But, I mean, look, egos egos are a big part of media. It is. You've got to have one. If you I, don't have one and you've got to have a position. Yeah, you've got to have a bit of swagger, don't you? You've got to have Correct. a bit of confidence. Yeah. Um, you're putting your opinions on the line. That's a big deal. That's yep. what we pay them for. Um, I think in any office, though, you have kind of office politics and, you know, kind of that sort of thing. I, the thing that I love about 6PR, and more so, and maybe it's the year that we've been through, but it does feel like a big family. It sounds yeah. really cheesy, I know, but... You know, we just, they all support each other. Yeah. They're all really out to help each other. You know, if someone doesn't get a story up, you pass it on to the next show and see if they can do it or that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that complements each other really well. Millsy is the consummate, you know, 6PR kind of person. He is, he's empathetic. He's a great listener. He's a great interviewer. You know, he, he is more he's at one with the audience. He is. He's absolutely. heart and soul what a legend. So, yep. I mean, you put, you know, him against Liam and they're quite different, but they both work for their yeah. own individual reasons. Um, so, you know, I think that it's just working with the, the particular person on, on their style and, and, you know, that kind of thing and making sure that everyone feels accommodated at home whilst making sure we're not being complete divas and, you know, having certain kind of shock jock type demands, which, you know, I'm sure just existed kind of in the 80s it's, and 90s. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Em, Your we, 10 we, Cokes won't be available when you're yeah, coming on Friday. he no. is a bit of a diva, this one. <laughs> okay. Hey, this just turned very quickly on me. I was going to talk about you, Lana Hill, and your requirement well, to have as you were. four minties as you sitting were. on your table every minties. time we uh, we get to work. Um, but it, it is. But it's a, it's a, look. I'll, I'll give you. The, I was there last Friday, and you know, just your team bringing them together, having a, a little Christmas cheer, and 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 the people coming from everywhere. You know, mm. they were stopping what they were doing and just getting into the the studio to enjoy each other's company, which you can see that there is a big family there. Um, what I'd love to have a chat to you about is stories. What, what is it about the radio, the medium that is radio that you love? And what is it that, you know, telling a story for radio, 
what are you looking for as as the content manager, um, as as the program? I've been referring to you as the program director. Have I given I'll you? Take anything. Have I given you? <laughs> I've given you a, a. It's all one in the same. Ask John Solvander. No. <laughs> <laughs> but is, is is as content manager? Are you looking for particular stories? And, and I know we're talking about here in the West, but it would apply whether you're in mm. Victoria, uh, Brisbane, uh, New South Wales, uh, Sydney. It, is it local? Is it all about the local? Not necessarily about local, because some of the big stories, you know, still affect us here. It's, it's kind of the the big issues. It's new news. It's all of those things. It's, um, you know, stuff that affects mums and dads. It's, you know, it depends on where your target audience is as well. So you've got to remember pitching where that goes. So for 6PR, generally say we're, say, 35 plus. Um, we're looking at, you know, money and financial issues, schooling, housing, all that kind of stuff, all the core things that, you know, people affect people day to day. We're looking at personal stories, that hyper-local thing that says, you know, the whether it's a, a, a local club that's going to be shut down because they've run out of funding, whether it's, you know, the gardener at school that's been there for 75 years or something like that. You know, it's those kind of like little community things that help on a bigger, mm. in a, on a bigger scale or bigger stage. It's, it's the stuff that just affects, I guess, your, your, your Monday to Friday, your, your life basically, isn't it? It's your, you know, are you paying, how are you paying your mortgage? Where are you sending your kids to school? You know, what are you getting back in from the government at tax time? All that sort of stuff. I mm. think, you know, it's just what affects normal people day to day. How, how is it going to change how they do, you know, live their lives, how they spend their money, you know, how they, at the moment, how they travel, how they see their family, what are they doing, that kind of stuff. So, um, very broad. It is, isn't it? It's, but it's you know, and that's the thing, I guess, because we're on air twenty four seven, we do cover a broad range and different angles of of stories. So each show will have their individual kind of take on issues as well, and be more targeted to different aspects of of those. Is there a tendency now to do a little less um, locked away segments in radio and be a little bit more? see what comes, see what are the news of the days, or is that structure still there? Do they, do they still want their health pieces? Do they still want their nutrition? Do they still want um, travel? You know, all those little things. Is, it, is that still the, the case or is it more, let's be a little bit more flexible? Um, it's a bit of both, to yeah. be honest. Um, and I think that does come down to the individual presenter and show to an yeah. extent and the time slot. So we'd be a lot more um, kind of open to, you know, set segments and locked away stuff on a weekend when it's just a bit quieter, when we feel like it's more that lifestyle magazine kind of thing. Uh, you know, let's yep. talk about health. Let's talk about, um, guard. you know, we've got gardening, obviously, for two hours on a Saturday and Sunday. Love with the Sue McDougal. I can't live without her. Technology's been the big one that's, you know, come to the yeah. fore. You know, obviously everyone locked at home. You know, what are you doing? You're TV's no good, your webcam doesn't work, all of that sort of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Yeah, like the, the health, the physio stuff is all important. I think you don't want to lock away so much that you don't have that freedom. Yeah. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, we're, we're talkback radio. Exactly. It's about the listener's engagement. So you've got to have that freedom to go with what the story is on the day or where your audience is taking you because sure. some days you won't be able to pick that until you're on air. Yeah, see, I can't jump in the car until Peter Ford's on. Because <laughs> I've, I've got to listen to Peter Ford on my way in because it's, yes. it's just my thing. I agree. That's my thing too when I'm coming into the office. Well, he'll and be earlier next year. Is oh, that good or bad? Oh, oh, God, that means oh. I'm going to work longer. Oh, no. Um, I can't have that. He's on earlier. A well, little bit. Just a little bit. See, and that, and that is it. It's like a chess game, isn't it? It is. It's, you're, you're putting the pieces into mm. into different spots. You're looking, thinking ahead of all your moves and, and how it's going. Um how how is I mean twenty twenty one coming out? How's the the COVID year that has been? I mean, has this been the most important year for radio? Has this been the year that sort of because the numbers are up? Um, the numbers are up. Maybe the 
maybe the advertising is not necessarily so, but it's heading in the right direction. I was always amazed that, you know, the advertisers stopped advertising, but we've never been more focused on print, radio and television in our lives. Yeah, Yeah, bit of a cruel irony, really. Very (laughs) cruel. Is is, is, is that what 2021, are you focused on that because of what's just happened here? Do we build on that or is it, do you think that this year was just a freak year? No, I think it was, um, it was a reminder of how important it is to be connected to your community, you know, and I think, you know, I've never, uh, you know, I've been in radio for 10 years and to the point where in the middle of the year, you know, we're sitting down having dinner and I've got my radio on the dining table and my kids are sitting around and we're, you know, glued to it. And I just have these pictures of, you know, kind of like the war years of the images that I've seen, you know, families huddled around the radio. You know, it was so crucial to how people went about their lives and we've never been through that. So to have the ability to be able to deliver that to people as it happens and to make sure that they're informed and they know what's going on is super important for us. That That is what we live for, basically. Um, you know, I think it's reminded people of how important that is, yeah. you know, and the fact that we still do that because there are a lot of people that or a lot of places that don't have local news or aren't doing that 24-7, didn't break into regular programming, didn't go with, you know, the press conferences and the updates and that kind of things like we did. I think there's, um, there was a significant change, even from our perspective, from a media stable's perspective, and a sense of responsibility mm. to share more content, more stories, more news, yeah. and seek out there. And I, I, I'm with you on that, Em, because I think that is the um, that is the responsibility of people that are, are actually broadcasting the news, but also to those that are bringing the news or bringing content to the news services there. I, think, I, I don't think we've ever saw a year like yeah. this where the demand got very, very high. I mean, sure, COVID did take over, but we also, to our appetite for other stories, we yeah. even got bigger because we just needed something. We're human beings. We can't keep hearing this story all the time. You only have to look at, you know, the ratings of our good good friends at 3AW, you know, after the, <gasps> the lockdown that they've been in Incredible. and how important talkback radio was to them. That was a yep. lifeline. They were going through an absolutely horrible time with, you know, kind of no end in sight and the radio was the thing that kept them A, up to date and B, com- companion. You know, it was a, it was that companion radio. It kept them across all the news that they needed and it was that, you know, I guess that kind of um, distraction from also what they were going through as well rather than just being in your four walls of your house and no end in sight. I love I love that you brought up 3AW because we've had both Luca Ganano from, from Drive and Kate yep. Stevenson, yes. the former producer to the Breakfast Program there. And now we've finally got the best one here in front of us now. <laughs> um, but they did talk just the change, the yeah. change that happened. And particularly when you're talking breakfast, we're pulling 21s, 22s, 23s anyway. Biggest radio breakfast mm. ratings in yeah. the country for talk radio. And then to be pulling 28s, that just shows you the, how powerful the medium that is radio and what it means to the people, particularly in a, a year where it, it, it has been like no other. Mm. God, there's another one. There's another saying. Oh, a year like no <laughs> other. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yeah. Pivot. <laughs> the new normal. The new norm. <laughs> Let's get them all out now. Um, but, you know, how much dependence people did have on that. And I think, you know, that what's what warmed my heart was mm. to know that the media itself and, and, and also, too, to the producers, a, a big a big cheer to the producers because I, I do recall walking in um, and seeing one producer in tears just with the amount. It's not just what goes to where, it's mm. also the other calls that come through yeah. Yeah. that is quite heavy. I mean, you know. The guys do such an amazing job and they... Um, they're they're a gatekeeper to an extent, but they're also almost like a therapist for some of our listeners. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we get called about what day of the week is it? What were the lotto numbers? Can you give me the address for this? You know, people call us before they call the police and the fire emergency well, the services. The trust is the so time. high; it's really high. Yeah, and so I think when 
you know, COVID kind of really hit and started, people were really distressed and alarmed. And we're talking about people losing, you know, their jobs then and there that day. And I, I recall, you know, we, we tried to obviously give the, it was crucial for us to be on air and to be a better resource than ever, but it was also really important for the guys to have a break because it was really full on. And there's only ever really, you know, one or two of them there at most, basically answering phones and, and you know, putting calls to air. And I recall driving home, I think I was, and it was, in, it was on Ollie's show. And a guy called up and just said, you know, my wife and I have a business that I think it was accommodation for, you know, in school holidays camping, mm. you know, from July, basically, they'd gone from double income to nothing with no future planning for the rest of the year. Yeah. They've got two kids to support. How do you face that? Like dealing with that, you know, people calling up saying, how do I get support? How do I get money? I can't feed my kids. That's, that's wow. distressing for producers. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's so important for people to hear those stories. Otherwise, nothing gets done. So that's what we're there for. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Lana, I've always talked of talk radio as the barometer of public opinion. It, yeah. it is it, it is the original social media in in a nice form. Yeah. It's vetted and checked a little bit. There's a little bit of vetting <laughs> and checking going on. Whereas that unfiltered social media Facebook <laughs> machine just keeps going. But it is such an important service. And mm. also too, I love that what you said before, Em, is to describing, um, you know, it's an important part of radio, it's an important part of people's lives. It's family. It is. It's their family. It's yeah. a connection. It's a relationship. And I, I, I love to relay this story to you both is that when I was a young kid, young little, you know, little uh, whippersnapper, um, I would stay over at my grandmother's house and I could hear the radio on when she was going to bed. It never went off. Yeah. yeah. My grandparents were the same. They did it because it was a friend. Mm. Yeah. And it was comfort and it was something that it was more. And I don't think we could ever understand that. Uh, a newspaper will never be able to do that mm. for you. Television yes. will never be able to do that Ain't for that you. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, and there's a lot of, this year again, you know, sort of bought this, the, the microscope to it, but um, – there's a lot of lonely people. There's a lot of people that live by themselves. So when you're in that, now you can't go out and socialise. That's yeah. so important to have a voice, to know that there is someone on the end of the phone 24 hours a day at 6pr to answer your call. If you're having a really crappy night, if you want to uh, you know, hear a stupid Christmas cracker joke from John Lewis, you know, there's someone <laughs> there just to make you feel a little bit better and you know, yeah. just to, to yeah, keep your company no, during the night. It's very, very special. All right, Em, let's get the series. We got the serious stuff out of the way. Let's have the fun stuff. Who's your favourite at 6pr? <laughs> You're on our list. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm a contributor. I'm not. I'm not actually on your thing. But no, who who do you enjoy the company of? Who? I mean, oh, and they're, look, they're all listening. All, I know. That's and like, who's your favourite kid? I know, isn't you it? can't name one person. Uh, Michelle Newton. No. <laughs> no. Look, they all do such a different role, and they're so important because we are. You know, we're skeleton staff still. Yeah. I just think that if not one single person didn't do their job, it'd fall apart. You know, Rob Fletcher's been there for a million years. God bless Love you, Rob. Rob Fletcher. Um, and he, the the radio station would not go to where without him. He does everything under the sun from, you know, traffic reporting to making commercials to stings to imaging wow. to logs to whatever you name it. He can do it. He knows about don't it. I don't know what He's you're brilliant. doing to him. He's lost about 40 kilos. I know. That's the stress that I put on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I just think it's the newsroom, you know, I mean, they're so intrinsic to what we do. That's that's what we're based around. So the fact that they, you know, still go out and report, they report back to programs, they have to report back to news, they read the news, they do everything. They're amazing. That's awesome. They keep programs up to date. You know, that's so important. My favourite is, is, is following John Nichols on Twitter. <laughs> Best sense of humour in all of Western Australia. Really? The best. Wow, wow, that's a big call. Dry. It's the driest sense of humour you've ever seen. And I I have to tune in. Yeah. And, you know, having people like that around is invaluable to the guys that are coming through starting out, you know, their journalism careers in the newsroom. Um, 
it's just good fun. Yeah. It's just good fun. And just for all the listeners, um, Em is actually squirming in her chair a little bit there about not making sure that she doesn't offend or identify too many people. Hello to Jessie who cleans our offices. Thank you for that. Good work, (laughs) Jessie. You've done very well. Does a very good job. A few questions without notice, any case. Yeah, just a few. No, but it's again, (laughs) I think it's just, it's nice to hear from you. But Em, why did you get into this? Why did you get into media? How Mm. did you do it? Do you know what? I started doing health information science, health information management at Curtin Uni, um, which involved, would have involved sitting behind a desk, coding medical records for the rest of my life, not talking to anyone. Turns out I really like to talk and I like being around people. So that was a no-no. You're in good company. We're we're 27, 28 minutes into this podcast. I was just trying to work out, did this woman actually like to talk? (laughs) Um, so I think I, what did I do? I mean, I worked on a car yard for a year. Yeah. I've done lots of different stupid things. I uh, worked in retail and I just thought, no, I reckon journalism. I reckon I'd give that a go. I said, yeah. mum, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be the next Susanna Carr. She said, no, you're not. I said, watch me. Love <laughs> so it. So I'm not going to be the next Susanna Carr, clearly, but I just love what I do. Well, I didn't, 40 years straight. It's, yeah, it's tough one to knock good. off those two. Very tough. <laughs> Let's aim high, right? Let's aim high. You've got to aim high, but I reckon there'll be a weekend be- at Bernie's moment Eventually there. it's got to happen, right? To well, someone. Yeah, well, in about 32 years, I dare say. They've got the record, don't they? So they can stop. They do. Well, they can yeah. keep going. They'll, they'll, they'll never stop. In fact, I do fear if they stop, whether that's the seven sort of dominance goes. What's the seven versus nine like? Is it? Are you conscious of this? Is it something there that you you sit down and and you know it keeps you awake at night? It doesn't keep me awake <laughs> at night. No. Um, we, you know, ultimately as a radio station, we always go out and just try and do the best thing we can. It's been a change because we've not had that before. We obviously mm. used to take kind of you know. News from both angles. We're very kind of they're independent being a bit in that cheeky sense. Seven West, though, aren't they? They're, they're writing articles about your people and uh, what's yeah. going on. It's, it's, a, um, it's, it's a bit cheeky when you don't put a byline to it. I do find that quite yeah. Well, it's because responsible journalism, well, if we'd call it journalism. Well, wow, I wasn't aware. When you don't put a byline to it, uh, if there, there goes well, there goes that person's chance of ever being employed by the other um, side. But, but you uh, know, I mean, they, they've had that that collaboration obviously for a lot longer than we have. So I think we're just sort of trying to hit. We're starting to hit our stride now of working together with, you know, yeah. Channel 9 and, and really, you know, kind of benefiting from the extra resources that mm. we get out of the 9 newsroom and that kind of thing. So that's really nice because we've not ever had that before. And from a media stables perspective, we work with all media. We love a healthy media. And, and a healthy media yeah. is what we're all looking for mm. and what an audience is looking for I think for the as country well. loves a healthy media. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you need it. Same you in ne- politics. You know, you want someone that's, you know, it's a, it's a bit more competitive than being... Mr. Ninety One Percent. Mr. Don't get him started, Em. Oh my goodness! Today's not the day. It's no, the day. we no. don't have the Come time. On. Come on. It's, it's getting close. I to want Christmas. to go home this afternoon. Want, and I'm, and I'm a, I want some Christmas cheer. I, I don't want to end the year unhappy. But thanks for reminding That's me, right. Mr. Ninety One Percent. Em, great to have you here. Um, I love what you do. I love the fact that you bring that radio station together. I love the fact that you've got a big year ahead of you. Um, what an exciting 2021 is going to be. Yeah. Um, well done. Thank and you. Um, I also love the fact that you get involved with our Meet the Media program. I think that, you know, I think a lot of people don't actually understand is that while they can see media in some cases as being that sort of big beast that doesn't respond and is a bit mean and, and all that sort of thing, it's just that they're busy. 
But when you do go along to a meet the media and you get to understand the real person behind it and, and what they're going through, the fact that you're both working mums, you know, you both have a life that's outside of that. It's just incredible to find that full story. I don't know story. about a life, but... Well, <laughs> that, might, that might be stretching it too far. I hope you've got everything locked away, ready to go, so that you can at least enjoy your Chrissy and New Year. I have to say thank you to you guys as well. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of that that media, meet the media and that kind of thing and just the service that you guys have offered because it obviously helps out our programming and, and we've unearthed some really great stories and great talent over the years. Oh, so thank you very much kind, for that. You're too kind. You're welcome. There, there you go. That's a, that's a way to <laughs> finish off promo, the year. Right? Well played. <laughs> Not just paid. Very We're well played. Cut that. That's going to be everywhere. <laughs> that's going through the socials. Um, we've got to put some more positivity down, into Nick. the socials. And then, oh, actually, I did get a bit excited. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Em. Thanks for coming in. It's uh, no, it's a real pleasure to have you. And I think what we've what we've experienced over 2020 is not just the um, all the media coming together to to give us a little bit of intel, to give us a little bit, help us become and tell our stories better. Mm. Um, but the generosity of media has been nothing short of brilliant because you know the fact that you are here, the fact that you are providing, and for the experts that are listening to this, they're benefiting. Not a bad one, Lana. Well done, Nick Hayes. That was a good finish. Yeah. You're getting better at this. Am I? What's <laughs> Might get a gig next year. Number 46, <laughs> number 47. Yeah, I'll have to think about it over the break. <laughs> oh, jeez. I've got two people I've got to impress here now. But I hope I close off well. Hey, everyone, I wish you a happy, a merry Christmas. We're going to be back in 2021. We're really looking forward to uh, to seeing you. And, well, actually, being in your ears, we don't actually see being this as a podcast. But looking forward to having your company. Have a great Christmas. Have a safe one. And uh, let's see more of you in the media. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.